You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woo, woo, woo! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh. You guys are fun. That's good. All right. <laughs> um, so today, we are going to talk about one of our best-selling brands. It's a, it's a brand from here in Utah, and it's one of our best-selling footwear brands. Um, and we like them, but we have, you know, different different opinions on on what we like about them and stuff like that why can't you just say they're awesome (laughs) they are well where where's the butt come from i used to i used to say that yeah i used to say that all the time i was a big big evangelist for ultra which is the brand we're talking about ultra or ultra uh ultra 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 you say ultra i say ultra i think i usually say ultra i don't know why i said ultra (laughs) well it's ultra ultra um, anyway, I've I've always been a big fan of Ultra, or uh, maybe not Trail always, running but, shoes. but yeah, ever since the beginning. So I'm I'm friends with the guys that started it, or at least one of the guys that started yeah, it. Who's the, the president? He he used to be my boss, and I was I've been friends with them for quite a while, and I was aware of what they were doing before they started the brand, and I you know tried on some of their prototype shoes and went on some runs with them and stuff like that um, back in the day and I've I've always liked what they stood for I've liked their passion I loved 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 their first shoes so uh, for I mean you'd have to be under a under a uh, outdoor trail running rock to not have heard of ultras but for anybody who hasn't what is <laughs> What's their selling If you point? didn't, if yeah. you didn't take offense to that, you have you're now. still gonna yeah, listen. Like, like, oh, I'm new to the yeah. Well, I just tried to offend as many people as I could. So, <laughs> is your yeah? If you don't know about Ultra, why? What makes them different? And why were they so interesting when they came on the market? Because they there was no other shoes like this. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I I guess there were a couple of shoes kind of like it. But they probably made the biggest splash in kind of the ma- mainstream shoe market because there were a couple of shoes that were smaller companies that really hadn't caught on. This was about this about the time that the book Born to Run came out, and um, timing yeah, is everything. timing is everything. And so it was a good time for that because people started to catch on to this idea that hey, maybe our overbuilt running shoes aren't actually helping us as much as we thought. Maybe these thick hills and the um, you know the stiff, stiff platforms and stuff that these shoes are built on. Maybe they were doing damage to our bodies and our knees and other things, and maybe they're causing more problems than they are solving. And so, um, what happened? The story. Does the author of Born to Run get royalties from Ultra? <laughs> I don't. 
Don't think so. <laughs> um, the uh, so the the way the story goes is um, Golden Harper, who is one of the founders, um, or maybe the founder. Great name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he awesome name. Yeah, his dad owned a running shop, and and I think I think they still do own a running shop in Provo, Utah, called Runner's Corner. And um, Brian Beckstead, who is the friend of mine who I worked for, um, he was managing that running store. And they would have people coming in all the time. Um, and what they would do is they'd put these people would buy shoes and then they would put them in a toaster oven and peel off the sole of the shoe, the midsole, and cut a wedge out of the midsole and then glue it back together so that these shoes were flat. Um, instead zero of having drop. zero drop, instead of having a built-up heel, um, they talk about drop in shoes as in, in the uh, the difference between the height of the heel to the ball of the foot, and um, the difference, you know, if it's a 10 millimeter difference, they call that a 10 millimeter drop. Well, these guys at this running shop, they were zero dropping the the shoes. They're cutting this wedge out of the shoes to get them. So you buy like a brand flat, new, brand new pair of shoes, or something, yep. and then they'd zero drop them. And then they would, yeah, heat them up, peel off the sole, cut a wedge out, glue it back together. And the reason why they were doing this is because people were having knee pain and knee problems and stuff. And so they started experimenting with this, and people would have them do this to their shoes, and their knee pain would start going away. And uh, anyway, they had this idea and they started going and trying to talk to some of these big companies and saying hey you need to start start making some shoes like this because this is solving a lot of problems for our, our customers and nobody wanted to listen none of the big companies wanted to listen so they finally said you know what if no one's going to do something about this we better so they started looking around for investors and finally they got some investment from um, I think initially Icon Fitness in Logan, Utah might have been were the they, first one. Were they around from the beginning? I'm trying to remember. No, I, I think they bought, bought them later. I think but. they bought them later. Yeah, I think you're right. I think their investment was from someone else. But anyway, so they got this um, shoe company started, and they started building shoes based on this idea that their shoes built to work with the body instead of against the body, and that meant zero drop like you would normally run if you are running without shoes. And the Born to Run book talks about how our bodies are designed to run and, and the way that they run without shoes and the way the body's built and stuff allows allows you to run somewhat injury free for long periods of time and that humans can run further than any other animal on on the earth without stopping. Is that yeah. true? Well that's what that's kind of the premise of the story because a human can run like, you know, two hundred miles and none of the other they talk about in the book how um I guess that would be. I never really thought about that. Like people in Africa, some animals have tribes short in Africa runs. Usually, there's not a lot of like endurance besides like a husky or something. Right. Now, I'm not so sure that it's true that they can run further than any other animal without stopping. But they talk about in the book, and it's been 15 years since I've read the book, but um, maybe maybe 13 years. Um, like this tribe in Africa or maybe multiple tribes in Africa how they will when they hunt an animal they will find an animal that they want to kill and then they will run after it and they will scare it and that animal will run away and then they'll run after it and when it gets out of their sight they'll track the animal and find it and then they'll chase it further and further and further 
until the animal literally runs to death, until the animal dies. And sometimes Off that's a cliff. sometimes that's a hundred miles, like before the animal is overheated, heart burst, whatever it is that that they die from. The person ends up literally running them to so death. So, like when we think we're cool because we ran a hundred miler, it's uh, it's like a Tuesday for like hunters. <laughs> might be, like, might be. And well, African hunters. Yeah. And after you run a hundred miles, you're gonna eat the whole thing because you just ran a hundred miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, so Altra comes out and they're trying to build shoes that are working with the body, not against the body. And when you have a shoe with a built-up heel then that tends to promote hill striking in your stride. And that hill striking, when you land on your hill, you're landing with your leg extended. Uh, the knee's not really bent very much, so you're pounding your knees. And uh, it's kind of an abrupt, abrupt jolting stride. You cut the hill out of your shoe and so that your feet are flat and your natural slide stride is going to lead you to land on the ball of your foot more often. And when you land on the ball of your foot, you're landing with your knee bent slightly. You're going to absorb muscles with your calves, with your, you know, the joints, the way that your legs bent and, and, and stuff. And where I notice it most are downhills. Yeah. Zero drop on downhills are freaking awesome. Yeah. And so, Steeps. so um, anyway, that was the idea with zero drop. And then they had, they were talking about like a foot-shaped toe box. That was the other thing that, that. Um, was new because a lot of running shoes they, the shoes kind of come to a point to some extent and so they started saying well we need to widen up the toe box a little bit because the bones in your toes if they're squeezed together then they are rubbing against each other will That's you, will you punch him? he keeps falling asleep <laughs> I'm awake mmm <laughs> <laughs> This is, go get a water break. This is I need to. This is what these caffeine. Uh, that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like out over there. It's okay. He's been uh, stressed. He's had like truck issues. But yeah, anyway, on the shoot. No, you're yeah. good. Ultra. So, <laughs> ultra. I, that's all I heard, and then I was out. Ultra. Yeah, they're good shoes. <laughs> We're talking about gravel bikes now. What are you? What? Yeah, yeah. you're awake now. Um. So anyway, so but then the to the tight toe box on a running shoe that will cause um, its own issues because the in your toes the the nerves and stuff like that run between the bones in your toes, and when you're running in tight shoes it, that holds those bones together, they're kind of rubbing against each other, and that causes inflammation. It causes um, your the nerves in your in your feet and stuff to kind of get inflamed and sometimes people will lose feeling in their feet other times they get really sharp pains in their feet and aromas and other things and so they decided that if you had a wider toe box and a wider forefoot then you would help solve some of those problems because when you land those bones in your feet would be able to splay out and and separate more and it would be more comfortable and you'd you'd avoid a lot of those types of injuries so they started building shoes around this idea well they took off they took off uh they had they took off i think for a few reasons one they were innovative what, two eight, they were eight, super ago, enthusiastic maybe? yeah probably because i think yeah, i've been married for 10 years this year and i think i got my first pairs a couple pairs of ultras like year one or year two of my marriage so yeah probably about probably about 10 years now Anyway, they, um, 
Yeah, they took off. They were really enthusiastic. They're nice guys. They were, um, and here in Utah, there was just, they really took off. So, um, and they've been one of our best-selling shoes ever. And I think in part because people put them on and it's just like, whoa, these are feel like slippers. They're wide, your foot's not squished, and, and they feel awesome. And for walking and, and any of that type of stuff, they feel amazing. The first shoes that I got from them, I've got, I got two pair. One was the, the original Lone Peak and the original Instinct. One was their road running shoe, the other was their trail running shoe. And I've never to this day had a better road running shoe or a better trail running shoe than those two. Mm. I absolutely loved them. So you don't, you prefer that shoe over the anything new? Anything current, yeah. No. At least that's oh. been my experience. Mm. Now, the Lone Peak, since that original shoe, it's gotten thicker. The stack height's gotten thicker. They've gotten more cushioned. They've gotten wider. They don't fit my foot as well. I, I slosh around in them a lot more. Uh, I don't feel as nimble. I feel I don't feel very sure-footed because my foot's loose in them and because the stack height's higher. Um, but they've come out with some other shoes since then, the Timp and, and some of the other trail runners that the stack height isn't as big. They aren't quite as wide, and I think those would be a better option for my foot and for my type of running. Um, but anyway, so I was a huge Alter fan because those first two shoes were just mind-blowingly good. The second version, the the Lone Peak, I think they called it the Lone Peak 1.5, was also very good. Um, I liked that one a lot. The Lone Peak 2 was a little less good, but still good. And when we started getting into like 2.5 and 3 and 3.5 or whatever, after that I didn't really like them as much. So now they're on the Lone Peak 4.5 and... A half and Lone Peak four and a half and the the Olympus three point five, uh, we we keep we can't keep in stock. They're selling like crazy. Which ones did the, you say? The Olympus three five and the new Lone Peak four point uh, five. Yeah. And the new Lone Peak is is as far as looks go, it's it's got a great look to it. Um, at least the black the black uh, with little yellow hints. Yeah. Um, temp temp cells, uh, okay. Now we don't carry the uh, King Mountain Spartan. They have a King Mountain Spartan. Um, there's a King MT2, a Lone Peak Mid. That I don't think we have the Mid. I think the Lone Peak Mid might be a real interesting shoe for as a backpacking, like a lightweight backpacking shoe mm-hmm. or a through hiking shoe. Yeah, because I I tried the Olympus backpacking and I. To horrible results. Um, I can run it all day, but I got blisters backpacking. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Interesting. Um, the yeah, I don't know the um, the Lone Peak Mid could be interesting. They got a new shoe. Um, it's a boot, the men's two shirt boot, and uh, that one looks interesting. It looks a bit beefier. It's more of a boot, a hiking boot, like a lightweight hiker. Um, and then the Lone Peak looks more like a mid-height shoe. Um, but those look cool. So I think the Lone Peak 4.5 is an interesting shoe if you've got a really wide foot or if you're doing some hiking in it on mellow trails and stuff. But for me, when I just put them on, even when I'm hiking, I just, I don't feel very sure-footed. I feel real sloppy. And at first I thought that was a combination of a few things. I thought it was me gaining weight, getting a little less in shape. Because back when I was running in those other ones, I was 
lightweight, I was fit, I was running lots of miles and stuff. But then when I swapped out my Lone Peaks for a pair of Topos, uh, the Topo um, Run Venture, I felt super nimble and light on my feet. And the only thing I did is switched out the shoes. And I realized, okay, this is the shoe. It's not It's not just me. And um, and since then, I've, I've worn other shoes. You know, Topo came out with the... Um, so I had the Run Venture, which I liked. Then they came out with the... Uh, what's the other venture shoe? The Terra Venture. The Terra, yeah, the Terra Venture, the original Terra Venture, and that was wider than the Run Venture, and had a little higher stack height. And I started to feel like, you know, that started to remind me a little bit of the Lone Peak. Now it was, it fit better, and I could run in it better than the Lone Peak, but it was a little bit wider, a little sloppier, and I just prefer the Run Venture. Now I've got these La Sportiva Bushidos. I've still got Run Ventures. Um, and Run Ventures are still my favorite. The Bushido I feel really light and nimble on. But they are in a very comfortable everyday shoe because they fit so snug, particularly around the instep. Makes them an awesome technical trails shoe, but not a very nice just everyday shoe. When, I, when I'm wearing They're them as an everyday not shoe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. When I'm uh, wearing them as an everyday shoe, by the end of the day, it's just like, how soon can I get these off my feet? <laughs> Welcome back, Chase. Got a drink. Thank you. Well, I'm a little better. Try to get some caffeine from WBs, but are they closed? Apparently, they're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. What's the today? Tuesday. Yeah. That's a weird shoe. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of bummed because I needed some caffeine, but it's okay. I'm back and I'm alive, and I. It's you not made tired it. anymore. Um, what's the best-selling ultra shoe in the shop right now? Lone Peak, for the, sure. The four mm-hmm. five. Uh, five. Five. What? Oh, the four five. Four, yes. Four, four, yes. Five. Yeah. Yep. Lone Peak four five, and then close um, is going to be Olympus. We're selling a lot of the mm-hmm. Ultra Olympus, and then the the Temp one point five is also doing pretty well. Um, my dad just bought a pair of the Temp one point fives yesterday. Um, and he's stoked. He loves them. Um, he said they, they're just a little more snug than the Lone Peaks, which he liked. Um, he liked the air, the room that the Lone Peak had up front, but said he felt a little more secure in the temp and it has a little bit more stack height. It's a little bit more padding underfoot and he was really excited. So he's been in the Lone Peak for a couple of years now, but he made the switch over to the temp 1.5. Do we carry any of the boots? The uh, we we have in the past. We've carried like the Lone Peak Mid. Um, we don't right now. Um, just didn't sell super well for us. Um, great shoe, but we found that most customers wanted a boot or a shoe. They didn't love the the in between thing. So I think it's cool. I'm kind of with most of our customers. If I'm gonna have a boot, they have, a, have a lot boot. of them. Yeah, they do. We've got a Lone Peak Four Mid. Um, a Lone Peak Four Mid Mesh, and the new Tusher Tusher boot. So I'm I'm looking at their outdoor adventure selection. So they've got a a Grafton, which I don't think we brought that in, but Mm -hmm. I do think we brought in the is it the Waheep? Waweep. Waweep. Yeah. Uh, The Waweep. Hundred bucks. It's Um, almost like an approach shoe, but it's yeah. It's like their their take on an approach shoe. Um, we. Did bring it in. We didn't bring it in this season, though. Um, 
this season we have like the Lone Peak, the King, the Temp, and the Olympus. And they're selling like hotcakes, so yep, that's good. They are. We we brought them in. I mean, we've had them for years. But we got our spring shipment two weeks ago, and we're already out of lots of sizes. We're we're, repl- we're gonna place in another order. Yep, they're selling refill. really quick. Sweet. So, um, cool. Well, Ultra, I've loved since my Lone Peaks that I got the same time as you. Yeah. And um, you know, I do play around with other other shoes just just to make sure, but I. I do go back to them often, so yeah. Um, oh, sorry, real quick. Yeah. It's the Temp Two, not the Temp One Point Five. Temp Two, Temp Two, that we have in stock. Is that one getting a lot of good re- good response? Um, yeah. I mean, people that try it on really like it. Um, I, I I like it. I think it's a great shoe. It's it has been getting a good response. Yes. It's a little less of a stack height than the King, the Lone Peak, right? Or is it more stack height? It's more stack height than the um, Lone Peak. It has a little bit more cushion underneath. And it's like in between the Olympus and the Lone Peak, I, I believe. See. So is the Lone Peak, have they toned down the stack height a little bit? Or I is it like about the they, same? I feel like they have. But I, I haven't ever, I mean, I ran in the Lone Peak a little bit. They weren't even my shoes. <laughs> but I like borrowed some Lone Peaks and was running in them a little bit. Um, I felt like they have less stack height now, but I could be wrong. They feel more minimal now, um, but I could be wrong on that. Hmm. Yeah, I I haven't tried the latest Lone Peak. The last version I had was the Lone Peak 4. And um, for me, trail running in it was comfortable but sloppy. I know a shop. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I, think, I need to come try. I think you might like the temp. It's a little, a little bit narrower, a little, a little narrower. more technical of a, of a fit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, big fan of Altra as far as the company goes. I think they're. I think, you know, the guys that started it are great. I know not every person that started it is still there, but Brian Beckstead, I believe, is still the president. Um, I have no idea. I'm not sure. Um, I. I know I thought there was a shakeup, but I don't know. There has been a shakeup, and I'm not sure where Brian falls in that. He was the president of Altra, and I think he still might be. Um, but I know that they were purchased by Icon Fitness in Salt Lake, and then Icon, and then they were purchased from Icon by um, VF Outdoor, which is Vanity Fair Outdoor, which is the same company that owns the North Face. And, and um, like half the outdoor and industry. half the outdoor yeah. industry bands and some of those Smart other big brands and icebreaker and so um, so now now they own Altra and I'm not sure where all of the original people ended up since then I know Brian Beckstead was at one point when he was at Icon was the president and so anyway um, so there's that and uh, so but they're a good company I like what they what they their philosophy where they started I think they make a quality product I know they're trying to be innovative and trying to always do new things and I like that about them they don't always hit it out of the park on every single shoe um, but they usually do pretty well and I know they still get quite a few awards and stuff in running magazines um, but anyway if you if you want to try Altrus if you never have, I would suggest coming in and trying them on and seeing which one fits the best. They're all, they're all pretty comfortable right out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might find that one fits a little too wide and another fits just right or, or vice versa. And so, um, 
And so trying them on is a good thing. You can always order them on our website, and if they don't fit, send them back, and that's no problem. Um, but you can come into the shop, and we can pull out a whole bunch of different sizes and different kinds for you, and you can try them on that way, and that's a great way to do it. Uh, I know here in Utah, because it's Utah Company, there are lots of diehard Altra fans. Um, and I get it. Like I, I have been an Altra fan since the beginning. I still am. Um, I'm just maybe not quite as diehard as I used to be because the shoes that really worked for me early on don't work for me as well anymore, but some of their other newer shoes fit well and stuff, so I'm, I'm always kind of messing around with the different models to see which one will fit my foot the best. Have you run an Altras recently, Chase? Um, I got a pair of Superiors last year, and I did one run in them and didn't love them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm... Partially because I was so used to running in the Terra Venture and the Mountain Racer, which have a, a lot more cushion underfoot, I took them out for one run and they were decent. There's just too much slop for my liking, yeah. um, and and I mean, topos are fairly wide anyways, and I felt really good in topos. And then I put those on and was like, whoa! I felt like I was wearing a clown shoe, <laughs> and yeah. to be to be completely honest. And there wasn't as uh, much uh, enough cushion underfoot for me to love it. So. I think the shoe is built really well, and it's a comfortable shoe. I wore my superiors a lot after I was done running, and just needed something comfortable to walk around right. in. And it was like it was like my recovery shoe, but it was just too it was a little too much for me to love. Um, but yeah, that's the only really ultra that I've really ran in. See, and that's how I feel. Like all of my ultras, I love as a as an everyday shoe, an after mountain shoe, like because they're so comfortable um, on the trail. For me, at least, I'm now I'm talking mostly of the Lone Peak right right now. When I get on the trail, I just felt a little sloppy and just a little less sure-footed, and I mm -hmm. think it's because of that width. And um, so, but they do have different widths in the different models of their shoes, and so it's worth trying on a few different models. If the Lone Peak's too wide for you, try the Temp and, and see how that feels and and stuff. So, it's totally. a good thing. But the good company, the prices of their shoes are pretty competitive with everything else that's out there, and so it's worth checking checking them out. And anyway, and we've we've got a bunch in stock, and we're getting more in stock because they're selling really well. And so mm -hmm. it tis the season for Altra. Tis the season. So run, run, run. Alrighty. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. And uh, you can check out all of the Altra shoes that we carry on gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Um, follow us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram, I guess. Like us on Facebook. And uh, you can stay up to date with all the sales and other things that we have going on. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Bye.